Hey, good morning, everybody. It is uh, the 19th of June, 2023. And by the way, that's Juneteenth, which is a very important new federal holiday, just so everybody knows that. Okay, no mail today, etc. It's the it's the it's the official day, so to speak, that a slavery ended for for the people. Okay, obviously it ended legally a long time before that, but the word didn't get around. So but that's why it's celebrated, particularly in our African-American community. So it's a good day to commemorate. I just wanted to mention that here on Juneteenth. Okay, my name is Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Today we're going to be talking to Greg Weishorek. And I, Greg, going to give me the pronunciation of your name when I bring you in in just a second. Greg is the immediate past president of the National Association of Secondary School Principals, and he's currently the principal of Arrowhead Union High School in Heartland, Wisconsin. And we're going to talk about a recent trip he took as president to all 50 states where he visited schools, talked to the school leaders, found out their common concerns. And he did all that because he's getting prepared for NASSP's conference coming up coincidentally on my birthday, starts, I think, July 12th, my birthday, okay, and goes on from there from Denver, and you can learn more at NASSP.org, and if you're thinking of becoming a principal in a secondary school or are one, it's really worth going to. We'll have a nice conversation with Greg about what's, what, what's going on and what he's planning, what he sees as happening, okay, over at what they call Ignite, which is their national list. Uh, conference this year. We're going to archive the show over at a-ed.org, and that's our home website for the American Consortium for Equity and Education. The podcasts are there. Our magazine is there, Equity and Access. Just click on the cover. You'll see it. Nice new issue is up there. And also, I want to remind everybody our Excellence in Equity Awards is now open for nominations. You'll see an awards icon. Go over there. Check it out. Nominations are over. Oh, over. Are open till September. Okay, but we always invite people to get the word in as early as you can. Okay, companies, fellow educators, companies who work with services, et cetera, et cetera, your colleagues, please see all the categories. They're all pretty cool. And then feel free to um, nominate whoever you wish, including on my dad yourself. Okay, it's all about equity here at the American Consortium for Equity in Education. And I know that's a big thing for uh, and ASSP. So without further ado, equity is the key. And I know there's challenges out there. Greg Weishore, welcome to the show. It's Larry here. Well, good morning. Good morning. Are you in Wisconsin today? I am in Wisconsin, yes. Yep. Getting okay. ready Great. to go. Like to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go. I just You're ready okay. to go I'm just to... Kidding. Ready to go to Ignite. Uh, pre- uh, that's in a couple of weeks, and so I'm kind of getting yep. prepared for that. Good man. I love it. I'm gonna go. Are you driving or flying to Denver? I hope you're flying. I'm I'm flying, yes. Good yep. man. Okay. And by the way, how did I do in your last name, Wachorek? Is that good? Did I do good? Which, which is close. It's Wachorek. 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 Yeah. Got it. Thank you, Wichorek. Greg. I appreciate yep. it. Okay, and it's great. Before we go further in this NASSP, I love principals to brag. Tell us about Arrowhead Union High School, where you are the principal. Brag a little. Okay, so um, it's a it's a very it's a comprehensive high school, very very uh, successful in Wisconsin. It's a fairly large school, about two thousand students, and uh, we 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 have really strong academics and really strong co curriculars. 
Um, so we have an awesome uh, music program and just all the way around. It's cool. really pretty, wow. pretty special place. I've been there for 29 years. Wow. Were you, I, have you been principal for 29 or have you been, were you teaching yeah, there? I was principal for 29 years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Are they going to name the school for you? <laughs> Incredible! They need a statue, man. Are pigeons resting on your shoulders already? They need a statue. That's amazing. Twenty nine. Wow! You just knocked my socks off there with that one. I got to tell you, wow. Twenty nine years. Congratulations, Greg. That's really saying something. Okay, because you know, steady leadership is so damn important. Okay, and to be able to say that over literally, think about it, three decades. My lord. Okay, that's. Just, just, just great. How was that? You know, I'm going to ask you a question before we get into NASSP. 30 years being a principal in Heartland, Wisconsin. Well, what changes? Just as, as I ask that question, what big changes come to mind? Okay, over the course of 30 years, what do you, what do you, what have you seen as you well, think about? I mean, something is something as simple as you know when I first got there, um, I didn't even have a computer. They they uh, <laughs> they didn't have a computer <laughs> for me. Right. And so my my first year, I didn't have a computer at all, and and now you know how could you do your job? Everything is on the computer. Everything is technolo- technologically now. So so that's a, a huge difference. But just you know all the way around. I mean, kids have been haven't changed a ton. Obviously, since since COVID, we've had some issues, but um, mm-hmm. the kids are the same. And uh, you know, but you know, there's always various things coming down. And I will say the other thing is is there's Every year, more and more, over those 30 years, more and more put on the plates of administrators and, and teachers that, that that has to be done and with less taken and nothing taken off the plate. You know, just the plate just keeps on getting filled with more and more. Yeah, the, the plate builds up, but the plate is the same size. That, that's, that's of yeah. course, always the challenge. Yeah, that just keeps getting higher and higher and higher. And I love the fact that you said, and I haven't heard this for a long time, you know, I'm always hearing the kids, so to speak, have changed. Okay, you know, that's, it's gotten tougher out there for a lot of people. There's a lot of, and you know these phrases, social emotional needs out there, et cetera, et cetera. But your answer, which I just loved, was, was kind of the opposite of that. Okay, that kids are pretty much the same, you know, and, and it's, it's, it was a nice thing to hear, I got to tell you. And just out of curiosity, put Heartland for us on the map. Okay, up Wisconsin, like near Green Bay, near Madison, whatever the case may be. Okay, and also just it's describe the student body, which I think is really kind of fun. Go ahead. Okay, so we have a so uh, we, we are considered to be a suburb of Milwaukee, but we ah, are so okay. far out. So, so we are we we have like I'm in, I'm in my home right now, right across right right from my backyard. I look out and there's cows back there, so we're somewhat rural. We are in between, <laughs> we're about America's thirty-five. Come on. Yeah. We're about 35 miles west of, of uh, Milwaukee toward Madison. So we're about 45 minutes from Madison and about 35 minutes from Milwaukee. Boy, that's great. Two good cities, i got to tell you. All right, that's a, that's a good place. I've probably driven right through there because I used to make that – when I lived in the Midwest, I used to make that Milwaukee-Madison run all the time. So probably yep. this years and years ago. Okay, all the cows I passed are long dead. Let's put it that way. Okay, they're 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 their bones. Okay, then long ago they were they were steaks and milk. Okay, but uh, no, it's, it's it's really a great part of the world. I got to tell you, that's really that's really cool. And I got to congratulate you. My God, twenty 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 
You know, I want to ask you, I mean, we're, 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 we're going to focus on NASSP and your role as immediate past president. Again, the conference is coming up in a, in a couple of weeks. I, I think July 12th is the first day, right? Am I right? July 12th? Yes, that's correct. Yes. That's my birthday. Wish me happy birthday. Okay, there you go. Thank you for doing that. Okay. We'll make sure we do that. I'll talk to to Adam. You didn't have to make it that day, but I appreciate it. Okay, I'm sure that was not in my honor. All right, so what can I tell you? You know, Um, yeah, I got to ask you something. And this is, I I work with your good friends, and you're really a a sister brother organization, NAESP, the National Association of Elementary School Principals. All right. And they have a lot of middle school principals that belong to that group. But middle school is also part of secondary education. And I'm sure you guys have a lot of middle school principals, okay, in NASSP. And I'm just curious, in your mind, Greg, as past president, where, where do you do you draw a line there between elementary and secondary? How, how do you want those middle school teachers to work on that? What do you think? The middle school so principals, we, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So we so we have the we have the uh, obviously the middle school comes with us and many of them are members of both associations. So they, they are a member of yeah. the uh, NESP and NESSP, and they, you know they're getting uh, the best bang for their buck that way. I think um, I would I'd say that uh, obviously we we work very closely and we're, we I don't know if you know, oh, I know. Or not, but we're working toward our, our the 2024 that our conference will be together. We will have a Good. joint conference with um, within with el- with the elementary folks and the high school folks together, and middle school folks, all of us together. Um, I think that um, that's a it's really important that we do work together. We obviously we have different interests in certain issues, but but for the most part, our, our we all have the same goal, and that is to you know put great principals in schools so that they can help teachers do great jobs for kids. And, yeah, and, you know, I, so and I also thinking, I also think it's really important uh, for for the kids' sake because. Elementary schools need to know what what to do when they get kids prepared for middle school. Middle schools need to know what to do as they're getting kids prepared for high school. This is fairly obvious. I'm not I'm not exactly a rocket scientist to figure that out. And the more we separate, okay, the harder it is to do that. And I know you guys want a couple. I think a couple of years ago you had a joint conference, okay. We and did, to yeah. me that makes yeah. perfect sense. And I know there are different issues. As as year goes on, but I think if you guys can get it together to do that dual dual conference, I think that's that's terrific with NAESP. And you were going to say I, I kind of interrupted you there, which is my habit. No, I just said that we 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 really want to work together. The uh, um, our our both of our boards really um, enjoy each other, and we want to yeah. we want to we want to be a good connection together so that we can we can. We, we can learn from them, they can learn from us, and we can be the best organization we possibly can. Yeah, here, you, here, here, I'll give you that, and I hope that all works out. And you're going to have a great conference, even without them this year in Denver. It's going, it's going, it's going to be terrific. And i got to tell you something. You went on a – you literally visited schools in 50, all 50 states? Yeah. So, interestingly wow. enough, I actually wow. got, I got the idea from Eric Cardwell, who was the president of NAESP, a friend of mm-hmm. mine, and he, he – he didn't do all 50 states, but he did. He said I, he was explaining to me that he had rented a car and then just drove. And he, he probably hit, during his presidency, he did it two times. And each time he hit about eight states and just made wow. a circle around and, and, and went to school visits. And so that's kind of where the idea started to formulate um, from that point. My very first NESSP board meeting, 
at lunch, and a, one of the principals was talking about an idea that he implemented. I thought, well, it's kind of a cool idea for middle school. And I came back, and I was talking to my my associate principal, Deb Paradowski, about this. And she says, oh, we could do that at the high school. I'm like, oh, I don't think <laughs> so. I think it's too young. It's too low level. And she's very tenacious, and, and she kept on pushing. It's probably why she ended up – she was a few years back. She was the National uh, Assistant Principal of the Year. So, Good for her. Um, Congrats. And we pushed through this side. She pushed it, and we did it. And it ended up being we, we, we met with all of her. We met individual in groups of six with every one of our freshmen, and, and there's 500 of them. And it's the best – it was the, absolutely the most – the best 40 minutes of my day every day. We uh, love getting connecting with those kids, and we we really saw a huge impact on um, their involvement in our in our co-curricular program when we started doing that. And so I thought, man, there's got to be great ideas everywhere out there. I, I found the mm-hmm. two ideas with, from this other principal, and then what Eric had done, I thought, why not do that and go to all 50 states and do that and just share those ideas. That was kind of the whole idea. That's how it kind of born. Wow. And did you actually get out to Hawaii to do it? I hope you didn't go in the, in July. I hope you went in February to Hawaii. Did you get out like that far? I did, I, uh, but I um, that was the very first state that I did. We were I was there for I was there for a conference, and so I arranged to uh, got was able to do a school visit um, with some other folks. We went together and and saw a school in Hawaii. So that was wow. So got yeah, and got a, and then Alaska did. How about, how about what, what was your impression of Alaska since they're the furthest away? We'll just do those two. Yeah, well, that was – so Alaska was, was – I, I, because I was – I guess I'm going all the way to Alaska. I actually did – I actually did two school, two school visits in Alaska when I was there, middle school and high school. Good. Um, Good. They're the, – the, both the places that I'd gone to were, were really rocking it. They're doing great things and great ideas. That they're that they're doing. Um, I I will say it was weird in that it was <laughs> like ten thirty at night and it was still totally light outside. Oh, wow, uh, that's, cool. That's, cool. I, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I went in May and uh, mid May and it was like wow. Um, so I had to get used to that. That was a little bit weird. Um, walking around at at ten thirty at night and totally. You know, I thought I could go golfing at nine o'clock at night and you could see no, you know, your golf ball. Yeah. So well, where were you? Where little... were you in Alaska? Where were you? Fairbanks. Wow. Wow. I've been I've been to Alaska, but I haven't been to Fairbanks. That's pretty damn cool. I got to tell you. Okay. That's that's really something those kids deserve, as as all kids do, the same education as everybody else. And you know, you went to fifty states. All right. What were the What were the commonalities? I mean, do they think like you did? Oh, the kids are still a okay. Everything's fine. With kids, what, what what were the commonalities that you learned? So, the, so, so here, there, there's some commonalities and there's some major differences, and not by state but by district. So, so oh, what I wow. found the commonalities were there's a lot of really good, dedicated educators out there, teachers and, and administrators who are who are trying to help kids be successful, and that was awesome. Okay, that was so cool to see that and see you know see all these these neat ideas, and there and there was no 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 shortage of of great ideas and cool things and things that I was like, wow, hmm. you're doing that? You're doing this? So that part was really cool. I think I think collectively the one thing that that when I, when I asked them, I, when I sat down with the principals, I, it was when I went, it wasn't just a pop in. It was, I spent two to three hours in each school and talking to the administrators. And I, 
And I said, what's your, what's the biggest problem you have going on? I said, but you can't talk about substitute teachers because everyone's got that problem. So I don't want to hear that. Okay. Because that was, this was right coming out of COVID. This was the problem. I would say though, and again, the one thing that I'm, that, that I found um, collectively, like the the biggest concern that they're having is teacher shortage, that they're not able to fill spots. They're not teachers that are retiring. And they're like, I don't know how we're going to fill that spot, uh, you know, coming up in the future. So that was the thing. I think the thing that I found that was probably the most, not to say upsetting, but that the most frustrating was the inequity from school to school. Um, I, I went, I was in a school in southern Michigan in Buchanan High School, and it was built in uh, 1915, and they have not had a major renovation to it since. They've had, they've done some, they've done some, you know, converting a class, uh, converting a classroom into a computer lab or things of that nature, but they've never like made a major addition to it, um, to the, to the building. And then the next day I was in Huntley high school in just outside of Chicago. And it's a brand new, brand new high school, but no, I should say about six years old. And, and the opportunities that the, you know, the opportunities that those kids had were amazing. And, yeah. and, and there's no way that, that Buchanan could, could, you know, substitute or, or they could not duplicate what was going on there because they just right. didn't have the facilities. They didn't have the, the, the equipment and all the other things that, that Huntley had. And I just saw that across that there were some schools, well, I was in school in, in Barstow, California, very poor, very, um, you know, and, and they're still doing great things and kids are doing well. Yeah, of course. It's just that they, they just don't have the same opportunities that, you know, that, that someone going to one of those really, you know, very well-funded schools get. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's so sad because the teachers, I, and I, I'm obviously the kids, but the teachers, they want to teach. They want the kids, this is everywhere. They want the kids to learn. They want the kids to go ahead, to get ahead. They want them to be successful, okay? And and, and they, and, and Buchanan, is Buchanan Detroit school? I'm, I'm, or is that no. Detroit public school? Where is it? What no, it's not. It's a very rural school in the very southern. When, when I did my trips, I tried to be somewhat efficient. So what I would do is <laughs> just cross the border. So, yeah. Was, so, yeah. so one day I was in South Bend, Indiana, and I went to John Adams High School in South Bend. And then the next day I went to Buchanan High School, which is just across. They're both just across the border from each other. So I, I tried to. Like when I went into Maine, I just went two miles across the the border into York, Maine. So I tried to make it as efficient as I could possibly. I live in Maine. I, did I live in Maine. Miles. I know York very well. I have dear friend live close to York. Okay, it's funny you would go and bring that I, I, up. I drive a lot of. I drove a lot of miles. I I, I put the, on rental cars. I put over twelve thousand miles on rental cars that year. Um, it was only you know so. And I was probably on the road. Well, I was on the road about half the time, so half the week I was on the road. But yeah, twelve thousand miles driving between schools. Wow. So again, the, the closest I could, the closer I could make them, it made it. And, and, and you have to understand, I was sometimes doing, many times doing two schools in one day, two sure. states in one day. And then, and and when I would go to these schools, I would always wear their school colors. So, so if I'm doing two schools <laughs> in one day. I, I'd have to go find a place, a bathroom, and change like Superman, you know, go in and change my outfit. So, so I had their school colors on when I got to their school. Well, that, that, is, that is terrific. And I, and I must ask, since you were in New York, Maine, did you go to, like, Portsmouth High School? Where did you go in New Hampshire? You must have gone somewhere close nope. by New York. So New Hampshire, I was at um, Hollis. 
Oh, was, sure. Uh, uh, I can't, uh, I'm trying to remember the – it's two names, two words. Again, I, this, was, and this was a year ago that I did this, and um, I'm trying to remember. But, yeah, it's uh, – it's uh, there it is. It's um, – Hollis Brookline High School in Hollis, New Hampshire. In Hollis, yes, New Hampshire. it is. <laughs> my brother-in-law lives in Brookline, New Hampshire. That's funny. Okay, that's, I, I know that area quite well as well because my kids grew up in the, in New Hampshire. All right, so that, that's really cool. I'm glad you were able to do both both states. And by the way, it's a lot easier to do two states in a day in the, in New England than it is to do it, say, in Wyoming and Montana. Okay, that's pretty oh, hard to do. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, there's, there's no question about that. Yes, and there were there were some where I was I I had a pretty significant drive in between and and I literally I'm like, but I had a Mississippi into Alabama and I had a two hour or forty five minute drive and I left two hour two and a half hours two and a half hours before I could you know two and a half hours to go so I had to really uh, drive very quickly <laughs> and um, and literally I I got there right I didn't I mean I just quick changed in my car and got there right at the time that I needed to get there. So good man. So I cut my I cut it a few times. I cut it for, I cut it short a couple of times. Yeah. And you know you, you said uh, interesting. You know when you said Buchanan High School in Southern at Michigan, I, I just automatically thought that you were probably in Detroit, a really old school like that. And I, I know Detroit's doing a lot better than they were a few years ago school wise. And uh, but your but your answer to me that it was a rural high school that hadn't been changed. Since it was built in 1915, that's a pretty old school, right? And you brought up something that's so important. You know, sometimes we always think of the challenges of urban education, but we gotta we gotta make things equal for the kids in rural America too. And it's that was that to me was a very telling remark I made. Okay, assuming one thing when I was I was totally wrong. All right, and I'm glad you. And I'm sure you went to both urban and rural and, and suburban schools. Okay, obviously Hollis Brookline Lake was a suburban school. York is a kind of a suburban type neighborhood, very very upscale. Okay, York Maine, and um, so is Hollis Brookline. Okay, in New Hampshire. So yeah, I, I, the one I have to ask you this. Okay, and this is this is a key thing. This is an age of technology in school. You've been there thirty years, like you said. You didn't even have a computer when it started. Now, now, of course, we, we live and die on technology and education, et cetera, et cetera. And as, as you look at it, Greg, okay, and you said, you know, the big challenge for everybody, finding substitutes, right, teacher shortage. I mean, it's everywhere, okay? As you look at it, okay, as, after this whole tour, how are the school districts going to deal with this? And I, I think technology is going to be the answer. I don't know how it's all going to shake out, but I, we're short on people in the profession. So we need to, if I may, you know, don't please don't take this to heart, everybody, think about ways to get the word across using less people. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Where's technology going to fit in? You know, we got AI coming down the pike. What are you hearing about all this kind of stuff from all your fellow principals? Yeah, that's, I mean, obviously that the, the AI is a concern. And, and um, I, I think the, the concern is, is that will we be able to use the technology? Because we found during COVID that although it was it it it, it worked, it was not it didn't work well, and we didn't you know students yeah. uh, my my own son did not do well um, during the COVID time sitting in front of a computer and uh, you know and, and being being taught that way. So we know mm-hmm. that, that the space and 
so I think a couple of things. Um, one of the things that I found on my tour was there again all these great things going on in schools, but but virtually none of them, none of these schools did a very good job of marketing themselves and marketing and, and sharing these great things that are going on in their, or in their school with their communities. They did not share that very well. You know, quite frankly, in some of the bigger schools, when I was talking from one department to another, some of these schools were not aware that even in their own school that that was going on in their school. They they didn't know that. So I think that's one thing that, that has to change is we have to change the image of, of education. Now, I talk about this all the time. I had a, a, a associate principal of mine who uh, was, in the, was in the Vietnam War, um, and he was flying back from Hawaii, and he was wearing he was wearing his, uh, his his uniform from the Air Force, and he's walking to the airport in Milwaukee, and he got spit on, and called a baby killer. Oh. This is in nineteen this oh. is in nineteen seventy two. I remember right. those days. Well, yep. Okay. Yep. Right. And, and now, if you go into an airport, the military they will not sit at a bar at the airport without somebody buying them a drink. They get, exactly. to get, the, they get the board playing for So how did that happen? How did we change the image of, of military? Well, one of the things that we did is we spent billions of, of Americans' tax dollars on advertising, right? If I said the few, the proud, you would say the Marines, right? And so they, they spent a lot <laughs> of our money to, to do that because we needed to change the image of the of, of military because we needed young people to go into the military so we could be a safer country. Well, I think the same thing has to happen in the, within the area of education. We need to do a better job of, of telling our stories, and we need to do a better job of, of, of uh, making it uh, a high-interest area. I, um, I have an opportunity to, to um, meet with the uh, or have a, have a conversation with the National Teacher of the Year from Oklahoma, and, I, and I'm going to interview her because she, uh, she's been teaching for 11 years, and um, I was talking to a young man, and he was telling me that he thinks the reason why young people aren't going into education is because they're not really connecting with their teachers the way they used to. Teachers are not connecting with the students. Talk to, he said, my parents talked about their teachers as their best friends sometimes, as if they really cared about them. And, and I think my teachers care about me, but they're so wrapped up in all the stuff that they have to do, you know, to, to meet, the, meet standards and meet goals mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they to make these connections. And I thought, that, that really makes sense to me. And I thought I was going to the White House to hear the, to, to be, to, for the, uh, uh, the ceremony to introduce the National Teacher of the Year. And I, I was there because I was on the committee that chose her. And so, nice. so Cardona is up there introducing her, and he says, and he says um, in his introduction, he, he includes that in her 11 years as a teacher, she has had 11 of her students who have gone on to become math teachers. Wow. Well, not just wow. teachers, math wow. And she, um, teaches, she's teaching AP Calc. So these are kids who are really, really – Great at math. Who could go and be engineers? Could be yeah. You know, make two hundred grand a year coming out of school. One hundred and fifty grand a year choosing, coming out of school. Yep. Wow. Yes, and they're choosing some teachers. And and when I and and she was somebody when I when we went through the interview process, she was an amazing connector with the students. She took the time. She took fifteen minutes with each student individually to get to know them, talk to them, and they didn't talk at all about math. They talked about they talk about you know, pets, they talk about your interests, they talk about brothers and sisters, life goals, 
all that stuff, but without talking about math. She wanted to get to know her students. And then whatever she could, she would incorporate those ideas and those things into her lessons and into their assignments. And she, that's, that to me, it was, that's like the, that's the secret sauce that we need to figure mm-hmm. that out. Mm-hmm. It's be able to do, to take the find the time to do that as opposed to all this, you know, all these standards and, and, and you know, making sure that, you know, that this is not being, you know, we're not, we're not worrying about what we're doing in the curriculum or how we're teaching this or what are, you know, are we, are we teaching, uh, you know, about things that we shouldn't be teaching about and, and we really need to talk about how are we connecting with these young people. So, that's right. <laughs> Good point. As a matter of fact. Great point. That's, went, a wonder, like, that's a wonderful thing like, you're saying there. And, and it's so important that has to come literally in the school from the, from the, and you certainly know this, from the top, okay? And we've we got to yeah. make sure this happens. And we, you know, my standing joke is every high school has a career fair, okay? And they never have a booth for it to become a teacher. They have firemen and veterinarian and everything else you can think of in engineering, but they never have that booth, okay? And we, 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 ha- we have the option. We can, if we make... You know, nobody wants to go into a profession where they didn't have a great time for 12 years. If they had a lousy time for 12 years, why go back to it, okay? When you find a teacher like the teacher of the year, all right, who can really make an effort on that and can make school an enjoyable and great experience for kids, you are not only helping that kid, you're helping your profession because X amount of them are going to stay, come into your profession. And even if they come in for 10 years and then go on to do something else, those kids who are great in, in, in calculus and trigonometry can teach for 10 years and then go on and become an engineer. They're still young. You know that. Okay. And Absolutely. they don't know it yet, but we know it. <laughs> we older guys, we know it. Okay. They're, you're still young when you're 32. And my point is, yeah. all right, we've we got to connect with them. Okay. We got to, we got to make, you got to know your customer. You got to be customer friendly. All right. It's that simple. You just you just nailed it, man. Okay. You learned a lot on that one. That that is really a very important point. And I love the way, you know, you said you know, you said the few, the proud, you think of the Marines. It is all advertising. Okay. Yeah. It's advertising yeah. and marketing and making sure people care. And that's a, that's the key thing. So let's let's talk about you and, and just as you talk to people, let's get them going to Denver. Okay, for the NASSP conference, and again, everybody, it's NASSP.org. I'm sure you all know that. Okay, but if you go, what are you planning? What 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 what's the highlights for you, Greg, as you go as you go into the conference, as you're planning for the conference? What are you looking so, for? So, um, obviously, the keynoters are really are really important to go see, and I'm looking forward to that. So, um, Elena Aguilera. Jerry Brooks, who's awesome, he's very funny, and but he's, he's got really uh, good ideas. Robin Jackson, our <laughs> cultures, he's going to be talking. I'm also looking forward to, I've had, uh, there's a number of my principals that I've visited on my tour who are presenting. So people like uh, Lewis Bradford from Mississippi, Kim Greer from Virginia, Derek Lawson from California. These are all schools that I went and visited, so I'm looking forward to, to catching up with these folks again and, and, uh, and reconnecting. Um, so, <laughs> and then I'm, and the other part is is that I always look forward to meeting people. Um, and I'm going to be presenting. I, I will be presenting as well. Um, and what, are, what are you talking about? Do, what are you going to be talking about? You. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about my tour, and I'm going to, okay. I'm going to highlight some of the, the really the, uh, the the five or six you know ideas that I think are really doable that that I think um, every school could could really benefit from. And then and then I'm going to talk a little bit about how to 
how to market your school, the, not how to, but the, the fact that we need to do a better job of marketing our school. Yeah. You know, I talk about, I do, I talk about, um, I show a, a, a picture of two boxers, and I and I said, you know, who, does everyone know who this one is? And everyone, like, like everybody, the whole crowd knows it's Muhammad Ali. And you know, I said, does anyone know who this one is? And literally people, like, nobody knows who the other one is. Well, it's Larry Holmes. And the truth be told, their records are almost identical. And, the yeah, only, and in yeah, fact, the, yeah. only time, the only time they fought, Larry Holmes won. But Muhammad Ali said, I'm the greatest. And we believed him. And, and, he, and, he, and he did not have a problem with, with um, uh, endorsing himself, marketing himself. And I'm not saying that the teachers should get up and say, we are the greatest. But you know what? They can say, we are great. So I, I kind of incorporate that in, into my presentation. So I, Good. Um, um, and then I... And the other thing that I do is I make everybody in the room find someone they've never met before, and I make them exchange a, a set up a Zoom for the following week to talk about what a, what in this conference you're going to implement next year. What is the what what did you see that you really like that you're going to? Because I think sometimes we get to a conference and we get these ideas, <laughs> and then <clears throat> excuse me, they get put in the back oh, because we have all this yeah. going on. But if you have to talk to somebody about it, you, you know, somebody you've never met before, so I make them find them, someone in the room and then um, introduce yourself, talk, and I give them things, some things to talk about. And then I said, now at the end, make a, schedule a Zoom meeting for next week so that you guys can re-talk about what, what it was that you got out of this conference. And so, so, those, you know, so that's what I'm looking for is, is, that, is that opportunity to meet other people, to connect with principals from all over the country, hear their ideas, um, and, and really – um, celebrate our, our profession because it's really important. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, what you just said, and by the way, just so you know this, in the New York Times today even, there's a nice little article right, that's mentioned on the front page about education in Mississippi. And by the way, Mississippi is doing an excellent job these days. Okay? I, 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 I've had the, uh, the uh, chief state school officer of Mississippi on, you know, on, our, on, our, on, the, on the show. And uh, I asked, I, I said, aren't you guys tired of being number 50? Yeah, I mean, everybody I've talked to in Mississippi is a pretty intelligent person, okay? And yet mm. you're always number 50 in everything, all right? And I, I don't get it, okay? And, you know, we laughed about that. And it's so good to see that they're really doing so much better these days, okay, in, in reading and everything else. And it's the kind of, they, they are a shining example right now. Okay, of, of what we can do, and they've got a lot of poverty in the state. Okay, and yet they're able to make us. They're starting to really make things happen. Okay, and again, that's 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 in the in the New York Times, you know, just today. But I've seen it over the course of the years. All right, they, they, and, and my point being that educators everywhere are really trying, and these are trying times. And the, it's yeah. and it, and I have to say it. It's up to school leaders, which brings up another question as we wind down here. Are, are enough people desiring to become principals? What's your, what's your thought on that, Greg? Oh, I would say no. I mean, I, 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 it, it, it just, the admit, we have, just give you an idea. I mean, we're, my, school, my school district would be, a, would be one of the more desirable school districts to be a superintendent at. Yes, I'm just going to that level. We had, our superintendent re- retired this year, and there were six applicants. And of the six applicants, two did not have the certification. So there's only four people to, to, to consider. Um, when, when, when I was uh, looking for jobs back in the day uh, as an associate <laughs> principal, when I first started my administrative, because that's, the, that's the, you know, the way you do it you know, generally, is you become associate principal and then you become a principal, right? 
And right, right. Sure. I, you know, I literally there would be seventy people applying for a job. Exactly. Exactly. And and when we've had in the in the recently uh, we've had an opening, and I think we had like fourteen applicants. Um, so sure. yeah, no people are not uh, are not considering it. I think I think they 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 look at it and go, it's just it's too much work. Um, and when you take a look at an associate principal salary versus a teacher salary in some districts, it's not it's not significantly different from a associate principal, a first year associate principal to a to a fifteen year veteran teacher. The salary is pretty similar, and so so these people are saying, why would I sign up to do that job? I have to work summers, you know, about the same, and probably yeah. if you take a look at my daily my daily rate. I'm making less per day and less per hour as an administrator than I was as a teacher. So I think that factors into it. Now, for me, like I knew, I, I knew in high school that I wanted to be a high school principal. I, I wanted to be a leader. I wanted to impact as many as many young people as I could, and I felt that as a, the, the principalship was the best way to do that. So I knew when I, was a, when I was a junior in high school, I knew I wanted to be a high school principal. So, but, but right now I think it's not, it's not an attractive end. I don't know if I feel that way now because there's so much has been put on the plate that I and I and I don't have an answer for that but um that I think is a, is a is a factor that has to be considered is how can we take some stuff off the plates of the of the of those administrators to make it oh, more attractive oh you heard what happened in Adam over at NASSP facility in, in Maryland they wanted the assistant principals to teach or, or principals maybe even to teach 20 percent of their day but as though there's time to do teaching on top 20%. As long as, like, you could take 20% of time away from a principal, okay, and have, still have them do their job. But it doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever, okay? It, 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 it was just ridiculous. I know that got, uh, that did not pass, okay? Let's put it that yeah. way. That did not pass, and it should not have passed, by the way. You know, it's just crazy. Do you know, you know, by the way, in, in Maryland, do you know Ryan Daniel? That's who told me about that. She's the NAESP regional president there. That's who I interviewed the I, other I, day. She was her, yeah. Do not know him, no. Actually, it's a she, so you don't, okay? Oh. Her first name is Ryan. How could you know that? How could you couldn't know that? She's nice. She's great. <laughs> she teaches in a, little, in a little school in Fort Washington, Maryland, and she was absolutely excellent when they had her. You know, yeah, the point of what you said before, okay, we've got to get – we've got to – Talk about the profession of education, all right, and, and make the kids understand that. And it's the same thing, if I may. We, we can't get principals unless we have teachers. They come out of the teaching ranks, all right? Yeah, so we got to – we don't have teachers. We don't have principals. It's, it's pretty obvious, okay? And, yeah. uh, you know, so we it, – it, there's a lot on the plate of, of a principal that's really important to create that pipeline. And I know you guys are going to be talking about this. Was great, great. Thank you for being here this morning. This was really an enjoyable conversation. And I'm glad you made it to York, Maine, and Hollis, New Hampshire. Okay, close <laughs> to me, yeah. right? It's good. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Well, and well, listen, you have a great time in Denver, my friend. Okay. Thank you. So great much. time. Thank you for for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. You're welcome here anytime. And I, I, I'll talk to you when you finish your next 30 years over at the high school. How's that sound? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, you take care, Greg. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah, bye now. Bye. <laughs> Great. 30 years the principal. Wow, how impressive. My Lord. Okay. Hey, Adam Davis over at uh, 
at ASSP. This was good. Thanks for setting this up. Okay, uh, we're going to archive this at ace-ed.org. You can see all what we do about equity and education over there. It's all free, by the way, uh, for educators and for everybody over at ace-ed.org. And the awards program, the magazine, all the podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thanks so much for listening, and have a thoughtful and enjoyable June 10th.